This show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash news, where you can sign up to get the podcast before anyone else. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 45 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This is being recorded on the 23rd of June, 2020. We're your source for all the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. Uh, this host show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper, and head of cynicism up from London, it's Andrew Watson. Hello everyone. And also the uh, head of loveliness in Kent, that is Joanne Love. Oh, hello everyone. And the head of the hot tubs in Glasgow. <laughs> I'll take it. It's Tamsin <laughs> Kennedy. Hi there, people. <laughs> Coming up on this week's show, uh, we've the draw for our amazing charity giveaway, which is now actually sitting at over £3,000. I'm really excited to tell you that. Uh, there's a huge new brew dog bar, bra, bar, bra, bar that quietly <laughs> opened in the while we've been away. Uh, there's a bad news about jobs at BrewDog as COVID-19 continues its war on humans. Uh, we meet the winner of the recent BrewDog photo competition and you will be impressed with what this guy's built. For 15 stories in 15 minutes, Doug is on from the USA and all the stuff that you've come to love or maybe hate, whatever, I don't know. Standard disclaimer time, we're all shareholders in BrewDog PLC but we do not work for or speak on behalf of BrewDog. So, without further ado, I've got a new mic, I best I'm back. Let's play some deep music! We're definitely bigger than we used to be, but we're still inconsequentially tiny in the context of the global beer business. Why are you a punk? Am I a what? A punk? I really like beer and I like to drink it a lot. We wear our heart on our sleeve and we do things in our own terms. Am I right saying that Brewdog is trying to make crafted beer popular? Aye aye, Brewdog News Podcast is what is BFL Melbourne again. Can we start again? And a huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, but especially our top tier supporter, Innis. Innis, thank you so much. And thank you to Nicola for doing our intro there, strange as it was. Uh, Joe, I do believe we have some... Breaking! So... Pubs are to reopen <laughs> in England. Hold on. We can't, we can't just do that and then Why? just pretend that you didn't just scream that into the microphone. Why? Okay. Anyway, carry on as you are. Right. We'll get there eventually today. Um, pubs are reopening in England. Sorry, Scotland. Uh, on the 4th of July. Yay. With only one metre social distancing and contact tracing. Yay. It was like a GDPR nightmare. Yay! Well, we'll come to that. Um, I'm, I'm, ple- I'm, I'm, div- I'm divided on it. Um, conflicted on it. That's the word. Um, on the one hand, I'm going. I know how important this is. I know how massive it means to brew dog and jobs and everything else. And I know how hard people like uh, Dave uh, that we've had on, um, CEO of Brew Dog, and James and everyone, they just want to get things back moving again, and they must for the businesses and everybody's job's sake. On the flip side, it feels a little early to me. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Really, really hope I'm wrong. I have been wrong a couple of times and I've gone, oh no, it's all going to go horribly wrong and it hasn't yet. So 
Um, what do you think, Joe? Happy yeah, that the I, pubs are opening? I feel the same. Like, I know that we need to get the economy back going and all of that lovely stuff, but it just feels a little bit too soon for me. Yeah. I don't think I'll be going just yet. No point asking Tamsin because we're both in Scotland, so we don't get that privilege. Uh, Andrew, you've got Brewdog you... now, though. We have. Will you be? I rushing... haven't got that. Will you be rushing to any pubs anytime soon, Andrew? I don't think you can rush anywhere because I doubt you'll be able to turn up and just go in. <laughs> and public yeah. transport is still not ad- an advisable thing to do. So, I mean, I could walk to the Camden Bar in about forty-five minutes. I could walk to. Soho or Paddington in about an hour so that's that's fine and I've I've done that to all those bars before so yeah I will look to do that but I think the consensus around my group of people that I would go to the pub with is we need to wait and see how this actually works yeah. and find which venues are doing it well uh, which venues are doing it well means either you feel safe and ideally and you can have a good time but if you have an all right time and it's safe that's preferable I think for me, it'll end up being a lot more afternoon sessions at the weekend because mm-hmm. I don't trust the rest of the public come the evening. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm I'm not in a high risk group, uh, so I. But having dear friends who work in in our health service, there are people of my age and um, ethnicity and overall health because those seem to all be contributing factors to your susceptibility to the disease. There are people like me who are, have died with no underlying factors. Yeah. So that, no, that is the same with flu. I'm not belittling COVID-19. It, it is it possible anywhere you go, but this makes it a little bit more likely. So I feel like most people will be cautious. I will certainly continue being cautious, but the world has to open up. A, a good friend's got a major birthday the week the pubs open up. We will probably try and get to a pub for that. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, obviously no news here in Scotland, but we will find out in the next couple of weeks what's happening. World famous Newton Arms is having a te- an app written for them by yours truly, so as people can order drinks to their table. Well, Very they come nice. to your house with it as well, given you're around the corner. They do actually do beer deliveries on a Friday and Aww. Saturday night. And because, because I'm a, either an idiot or a nice guy, I've been doing a lot of work for them for free, so they've been dropping beers off quite regularly. So that's nice. Anyway. Mm. Um, well, you don't pay tax on beers, so. <clears throat> Very true. Very true. Right. Anyway, speaking of bars opening, um, yeah, normally this would be a really, really big deal. Um, An outpost, which uh, for those who are fairly new around here, an outpost is basically a normal brewdog bar, but huge. Um, It is, and they usually have an on-site brewery, and they usually have at least two bars, and uh, there's one in Manchester, there's one in... There's one in London, obviously, and where else is the one? There's one abroad. Dublin. Dublin. Thank you. It's the one not, it's, been a it's, while. it's the Itta one. one. Itta I'd one. say one is Brisbane. Well, Brisbane's a brewery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, that one of those opened in Rotterdam. Um, and I can tell you all about it once I have clicked this link and gone to the website, which I have not done yet because I'm not organized enough. So, yes, this is it. Uh, nice. They've only just got pictures on. So I think even things mm-hmm. like getting photographers in. Um, to get the actual photos done and thing but it looks lovely uh don't know anybody who's been there yet but it does so we really are just going off the information on the website um 18 taps um what else have they got 18 taps 
A five hectolitre brew house, ten fermenters and ten serving tanks. Uh, serving tanks? Tanks. So it is not a small place by any means. Um, I think it's going to be really exciting. And um, I'll, I'll say this because I'm probably doing like thousands and thousands of other people just now saying, oh, when I'm out of this lockdown, I'm going to do A, B and C. But I really want to go and see that when it opens. And I think it'd be fantastic to take the podcast there and start touring around a bit and actually getting to know some of these places properly. Especially because uh, yeah. all you lot have been to more brew dog bars than the guy who hosts the Framing Podcast. So, <laughs> but it could be anywhere though, Liverpool or Rome, because oh. Rotterdam is anyway. Oh, right, dear. I've got my new sound effects thing here. But <laughs> I haven't got one for like a sad trombone or. Oh, you need like to that. get get on that. I'm going to get that loaded up for the next one. All oh, right, is in that? Wah, wah, wah. I thought that yeah. was your nickname, Rob. Um, wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> that kind of podcast Tenzin, get us out <laughs> oh no uh, i've just realized there was one thing with the social distancing and the pubs reopening that yeah. we didn't mm-hmm. talk about and it mm-hmm. is one thing that is we were chatting about in our little group chat gdpr yeah. um so mm-hmm. the boris johnson did say today that he wants to anybody who comes in should be registering i know when doug who you'll hear from later on when Doug wins in the brew dog bars in america they all asked for his phone number before he went in doug no problem handing that over uh, Tamsin, you've got a feeling it's a bit of a GDPR nightmare. What's your concerns? I do. Now, I'm not an expert. I've just done the mandatory training at work. But um, my my issue with it is the guidance for the pubs at the moment says they're going to keep your details for weeks. So it's not like when you make a reservation and it's for that day or whatever. So they've got to keep it on record for a long time. And then under GDPR, You've got to have really good security around that information and management systems. And it's not just a bruise dog problem. I'm a bit concerned that all these pubs across the land will not have that kind of really good security and management procedures in place. And the fines are ridiculous. I mean, like it can be 2% of your turnover. So um, I think probably the government will realize that it's not going to work, but we'll see. I don't see that being an issue, though, because all you need is a majority of MPs to walk through the lobbies next week for an amendment to the coronavirus, <laughs> coronavirus laws and say for the data collection for the hospitality industry, for the purposes of contact tracing, the law GDPR amendment is thus and they'll make it work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know so what you mean, though. Whether I mean. that's a good thing for your data or not is, mm-hmm. to, is to, be, uh, mm-hmm. to be seen. But in terms of the yes. legality and the fines, the... I don't see that being a long-term issue from that perspective. As I say, whether it's a good thing for your your phone number, we will see. Yeah, I wonder how many people are going to not want to give the phone number and then, yeah. you know, an argument's going to ensue with staff or whether they just give a dummy and number. I don't know, it's weird. If you look at um, Broodzog now, you can check out as guest. You don't need to actually put in any details at all. So there may be some app redesign along mm. the way and that goes well doesn't it <laughs> uh, well we'll see i mean whatever it whatever it is it'll only be um, temporary at least that's the hopefully anyway so unless we get a second wave so it'll be for at least second. so all the talk seems to be at least a year that we'll be living like this so we'll we'll see i mean that's the reality we can, of we can all get burner phones just for <laughs> give just where, you go to, where we go to this is my this is my <laughs> burner phone just for pubs <laughs> um 
Right, more miserable note now. Um, we have to talk about James's letter. Um, he James put a letter out to his staff. Uh, I'm going to bring it up on screen here for those who are watching us. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube, by the way, if that's your thing. So he posted it up on his LinkedIn here. Uh, quite a bit of detail. He talks about how things have gone for him personally over the last few weeks and talks about how really upset he got uh, and I, I do believe him I don't I don't think there's any spin on this there's, there's it would be unnecessary to do that uh, but he does get into one of the really really worst bits of news he's heartbroken to say that he can't protect 100% of jobs which you know we, we kind of guess that would be the case anyway uh, but also yesterday he said goodbye to just over 4% of the team through voluntary redundancy process um and we've seen that. I mean, um, on a fairly positive note, anyone taking voluntary redundancy, if they've worked there for a year, they will pay they could be paid the equivalent of six months' wage. They'll get the full medical care for 12 months because Albury Duggett employees get uh, free healthcare. And they'll be sent a package of beer every month for a year, which is a small consolation. And they get the brew dog discount retained for life. So it, it's a fairly attractive package. And I remember, Andrew, I was speaking to you about this when we first sort of heard rumours that, that people were going and things. Um, and we will. Then you were sort of saying to me that, you know, if you, I, I was surprised that people would be willing to take voluntary redundancy. But of course, there are people who are ready to move on from the job anyway. They've been there a long time. And secondly, you know, when there's so much uncertainty in the industry, and correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, but your point was there's so much uncertainty in the industry. Never mind Brewdog, that if you're in a role, there might not even be a job for you. Um, so if you if you take the the redundancy now at least you know where you're at and what's happening for the next few months at least so i think i would absolutely take the package i mean it, james was really positive at the end of his letter there saying that it looks like brewdog will weather the storm but all it takes is a some sort of second wave of virus which as i've seen in itaewon where brewdog has a bar in south korea it is very possible that there'll be many more restrictions as we go into the end of Q3 into Q4 2020. And that'll bring significant headwinds for the business that needs a strong Christmas trading period to, to fund you know, the, the, the first part of the following year. So yeah, if I was in a position where maybe it'd be different if I was a brewer and I had family that meant I could only stay in Aberdeen for the next while. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. <clears throat> Excuse me. In my role just now, if I was you know, in London doing what I do, which is sort of business development sales role, I'd absolutely take six months wage, that package, try my luck, try and find something else. Um, I would see it as a gamble that there's a good chance Brewdog won't survive those six months. So I might end up with more money anyway than what I'd get on statutory if it, the worst did happen. And that's not my view that it will happen. That's what I would how I would see it as an employee, given all the uncertainty. So I think it's it's an amazingly generous offer, all things considered, um, and the challenges the business is facing, which is testament to to, to how they're running the business. I would say, yeah. Um, sad though. I mean, sad. Sad to see people going, and some of those that we know. Um, first one I saw of uh, was was Daz, Digidog Daz. Um, he was, he's been instrumental in the website, uh, and the whole digital push for a very long time. He's very high profile. You'd always find Daz volunteering to go out on the punk, what was it? The punk truck thing that they did. I forget the name of it now. Punk state. Uh, 
Yeah, um, and, you know, all those sort of things. He was at all the festivals, always serving behind the bars, anything BrewDog were doing. Um, there's, uh, and there's no there's no confirmation when it's not our business to know if these people did take voluntary redundancy or if they were leaving anyway. Yeah, exactly. And something we, else. We're so. entirely going on them posting on, like, the forum or on um, publicly on Instagram. Um, you know, there's, there's just rumours circulating of people leaving, but we wouldn't ever talk about that because... That's it's, yeah, it's none of our business. Um, but another one that we um, are losing is um, Laura, who um, she's known on the forum for doing Laura Time, which was basically a weekly update on the beers that were coming out um, because I think she was heavily involved in that side of things. But Laura was the voice of Brewdog as far as uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram goes. She's the social media manager. Um, so that's a big loss. And I know a few people, Ben in our chat, he was saying how much he really liked Laura as well. So um yeah she's she's posted up that she's away um and speaking of the voice of Brewdog, uh, another one as well is richard richard taylor um the name uh, if it doesn't ring any bells is because he's the um he's the guy behind literally all the blog posts um pretty much all the emails i mean that kind of job anything any copy that needs written the all books. the ideas and fantastic I'm about to say the things. book right behind you yeah and then i was just going to point, point out the book's right behind way. me <laughs> So Richard Taylor, five he posted on his Twitter five and a half years he's been at Brewdog, and he really, really has been the voice of Brewdog through the adolescent years, absolutely. So one thing's for sure, between Laura going and Richard going, um, there's gonna be some changes to the to this to the way Brewdog presents itself, no question at all. So I emailed Richard uh, and I asked him a few questions, just wondered if he'd like to say a couple of things about his time at BrewDog. Uh, here's what he put back. Thanks, Rob. It's been quite a ride. And thanks for the support from you and the podcast and podcast guests. It's very much appreciated by those at BrewDog. It's a shame to be moving on, but COVID-19 has changed everything. Like many of the marketing and sales team and many other people around the UK, I was furloughed due to the pandemic and the time may... And at the time, it made me take a second look at my career. So I decided to take the redundancy and go back to freelance writing. There are many, many things I am proud of to have worked on and helped bring to life at BrewDog. Obviously, the craft beer for people, that's that book we were just talking about just there, which was a labour of love. <laughs> Likewise, it's follow-up craft beer for geeks, which will be out in September. Uh, but also being able to shape the copy for a company as reliant on it as BrewDog was great. It's such a challenge, but when you've nailed it, it feels really good. The many projects we've worked on took a huge amount of teamwork by everyone. You know more than most about the graft people put in at BrewDog to put anything there, to make anything see the light of day. Sorry, I'm reading this for the first time. I do apologise if I'm messing it up. There are loads of highlights. Being able to visit our offices and breweries overseas. My one-week idea of a Panini-style BrewDog sticker album becoming a re reality and being able to visit Yakima and interview the hop farmers was amazing. Their stories are really worth hearing, and one of them, Jason Perot, is featured in Craft Beer for Geeks. But the real highlight was all the people I worked with. Everyone was hugely helpful, driven, and loved beer as much as I did, and so to be in a job where everything clicked was brilliant. Hopefully, I'll find it again. Thank you for the support, help, and response from the Equity Punk community wherever I needed anything. I'm still a shareholder, so I'll be in your ranks at the AGM from now on. And I'm on Twitter at, at TheBeerCast if anybody wants to keep in touch. Cheers, Rob. Richard. Oh, Nice guy. He really mm -hmm. is. Um, and he's every time I've ever asked him a question, he's always come back and been super helpful. So, yeah. Um, and to anybody else that we we don't know of or hasn't posted publicly or 
folk working behind the scenes at BrewDog that are perhaps aren't quite as at the forefront. Uh, really, really wish you all the best of luck. It's heartbreaking, and and that's the word James used. So, yeah, there we go. But we knew it was coming. It's just horrible and when it actually gets to you. Out of these sorts of situations comes opportunity for people, for businesses. So, um, you know, all the best. BrewDog's a great mm-hmm. place to learn and to be le- learn years of experience in a matter of weeks. So there'll be some good people coming out much stronger who can go on and do great things. So uh, I know, speaking for myself, though, those who I've connected with, I'll be uh, staying close to to see what they get up to because it'll be pretty exciting, I would imagine. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Andrew, you know a thing or two about e-commerce, uh, kind of part of your job. So we spoke before about the BrewDog website. It has become massively, massively important. And we found out some facts and figures. Um, yeah, I made a few notes, but I wondered if you can maybe talk us through what's been going on on the BrewDog website. You want to know something massively surprising, Robert? Go on. The BrewDog website fell over. Hold on, I need a dun dun dun. I see another sound effect I need. You told us you got all these sound effects and then you haven't got the right ones. I've only got like happy ones. (laughs) Sorry. It sounds like the start of a Happy Mondays track. I don't know what's going on there. It's just just weird. Let's let's move on. Um, So, yeah, amazing shock, surprise, astonishment in our ranks as the, uh, the BrewDog website fell over for a whole eight hours. That said, that's the only negative I'm going to drop, dwell on just now. The reason it fell over was because of the tremendous PR success and demand for a beer that BrewDog have created since we last spoke, I think, which was yep. Barnard Castle Eye Test. <clears throat> you may remember that um, serial propagandist and all-round shady character Dominic Cummings, uh, don't sue me, <clears throat> made a, a trip during lockdown that was deemed to be essential that ended up with him testing his eyesight quote-unquote, by driving to Barnard Castle in County Durham a distance of 30 miles. So BrewDog swiftly repurposed what a beer that may appear under a different guise soon. We're still trying to confirm that. But they repurposed a hazy IPA, 6%er. It was beautiful. Thanks, Rob, for the can. Yeah, thanks, Rob. released it as Barnard Castle Eye Test, a Durham IPA with a very clever label. The PR reach was fantastic. And I had... People who I've not spoken to for months or years, former colleagues, um, mates who I've not spoken to for a while, sent me that and said, I know you're into BrewDog. This is so cool. Yeah. So it really did work well. Uh, so that was a huge I, success. I love, I love it when people come to me and message me and going, hey, have you seen this BrewDog beer? I'm like, mm. you do know what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got one at work as well. They were like, Have you seen this one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sweet and it's it it's, it's it really, really it it's really cool. It's really cool how, how that has cut through. So um, it did then put the rest of the web's presence under pressure. Our dear friend Emma DeSena, um put something on Instagram that she had a cumulative total of about 1,000 steps over the previous four weeks because she'd been answering tickets all of her waking hours ever since. Yep. Bless her. But uh, I think that's calming down a wee bit. And in general, the BrewDog website is set to take more revenue in May 2020 than all of 2019 combined. So this, this comes with... Um, uh, I guess a health warning that yes, the BrewDog website is doing fantastically well. Um, implementing things like bundles instead of singles has meant that associates in the warehouse can work safely with social distancing and has allowed order uh, volumes to be manageable because if you're, I won't go into the boring details, but if you can pick and pack 
with fewer stations because you've got bundles it makes it a lot more efficient so they were able to clear the backlogs we talked about on the last episode yeah so that's that's all great um however um as i say warning with this the online shop doesn't come close to replicating what trade bars both brewdog bars and other on-trade venues do and it's uh, also the supermarket growth has been decent i believe but at the same time doesn't make up the gaps so it means BrewDog have kept the lights on. It doesn't mean that it's a roaring success going from strength to strength that's likely to get you £50 a share when they float or sell. Um, <clears throat> Joe, uh, I know um, you've been placing quite a few orders on the shop, uh, as have I. Uh, Tamsin, mm-hmm. you're lucky enough to have, as we mentioned before, you've got BrewDog now, so you're lucky yep. enough to get f- proper fresh beer delivered to your yeah. door within a few minutes, which is quite good. And Joe, we've we've both been sort of comparing notes about um, delivery times. Yeah. The bottles that we ordered over the weekend, which is the first time they've ordered bottles, they are the single units. They arrived pretty much straight away. Yeah. So that was a good. Someone's good done something to get on top of things again. Um, I was very sad to see the unbelievable amount of people saying, you know, they've put emails in a couple of times, five, seven, eight, nine days, and nobody's got back to them because. I know how hard Emma works and, you know, even you can go, well, she's obviously under-resourced and things, but even then you can't just sort of go suddenly go, well, here's another 10 people to come and answer tickets because how do they even do that? What do they even say? I mean, are they going to be saying yeah. anything other than like, I'm sorry, I don't have an answer for you just yet, which is incredibly frustrating. So um, I understand. Um I mean, Andrew said there, I kind of think it was a, a point worth worth dwelling on for a second. In the whole of 2019, the website took in nearly 4 million. In May 2020, one month alone, 4 million. And 4 million on a website um, for, for a company the size of BrewDogs is a very, very big deal and does give you some idea of the scale. Um yeah, um, I think I was I was sad when you know the website got hit massively uh, and had completely overwhelmed by people um, for eight hours. It was offline. That was a real shame to see because again, that was a load of the mainstream. Their first impression of Brewdog. There's ways around it. You know, they perhaps Brewdog wouldn't have known they were going to get hit like that. But from what I understand, and the excellent Tom telling everybody about what is going on as ever, keeping us all informed. You know, he was saying that they have maxed out, completely maxed out what uh, Adobe are able to offer them at this point in terms of capacity. And they've just got to wait for it to die down. But as someone who works in this industry, and I know I sound like a stuck record on this, I hope so much there's changes coming. And I hope so much that eight hours of lost revenue at a time when they desperately need it was the kick up the arse that they need and the uh, investment that they need to make sure that when the next Barnard Castle eye test comes out and the next time the public go, oh, let's all go to the BrewDog website and order some, I hope at that point it's able to cope. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Um, I genuinely do think that uh, Tom wants to put in some changes um, and as long as his management buy it, and at this point in time, you'd have to think, the after basically that website has kept BrewDog's business alive, I think that if if there have been any questions of it's not been taken in a great direction or there hasn't been the resources put into it, I think it would be unbelievable to think that they wouldn't make some severe changes now. So that's my thought. 
The one yeah. point I'd make as well, just from an e-commerce perspective, is it's one thing to take four million in a month, but that will have significant costs to oh, yeah. fulfill. So if you're ramping up your staffing levels in your uh, warehouse, if you're increasing the customer service staff, which I know they've said they have been either hired more or they've brought people off furlough, even the fact they've had to find more shipping companies will increase the cost there. Um, it's not simply a case of, oh, BrewDog's out of the woods now because they've taken $4 million from a website in a month. Yes, they've taken $4 million, which is what they did last year, but their costs will have gone through the roof. Mm. Raw materials costs for packaging have gone through the roof for everyone. I mean, I was watching Inside the Factory last night where McVitie's talks about how they couldn't get cardboard boxes and the price had gone up significantly. And they... They shift a lot of stuff, Rob. I'm sure you you I, I, it's Twixes you have, not McVitie's. But I, I love I love inside the factory and the fact that they've been going back and revisiting the old ones with a bit of new contents made me very happy. I can tell. Can I can I give you something positive? Please, for God, someone give us something positive. So, <laughs> my positive story was this week they got lockdown lager on to hop drop. So I managed to complete my quarantine trifecta of Brewdog beers. So I got I all that. three of the the kind of special beers for That's lockdown. Exciting. So I, but, I was very happy. But and also, and, lockdown lager is gorgeous. They should you, do it all oh, the time. See, I didn't manage to get any. Look at Andy trying to get a <laughs> Well, you can just do homebrew, homebrew lockdown lager, right? Get some lime cordial <laughs> and a can of tenants, and that's, that's all you need. <laughs> Literally, lime, lime cordial, the cheaper the better. Can of tenants, pint glass, job done. I can, I can mute I don't you if you it. like, if it's easier. I just don't get sure, it. Sure, if things get desperate. Um, but I was just, I was really happy because it was like on the website, sold out, on the website, sold out. And then suddenly, like a fridge of it appeared at Merchant City. So I was super happy. Sick. I live near a brew dog bar. Brag. Yeah. Nowhere near a brew dog bar. Yeah. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Yeah. You know, I've I've not used it yet, and I've got how many? Three bars will deliver to me on brew dog now. Still not used it. Good lord. Get it sorted, Andrew. Yeah, well, get, get on that. Because Come on. I don't I don't want four crowlers for myself because they'll be flat or old before That's I get true. to you them. That's true. You got you got to drink them. You the need to make a day of yeah, actually, there's yeah. four. Hey, wait! I bet you, once the rugby's back on, you'll be settling <laughs> yeah. in for a nice afternoon of watching grown men thump each other in mud. And that's <laughs> enough about afternoons in Newton Hill, anyway. <laughs> Joanne, please get us to the break. Give us a teaser right. question. I don't teaser know what this question. is. I used to write them. I'm not doing it anymore, Joanne. So <laughs> it's passed I'm on worried. To me. Right. In 2010, which Brewdog beer won a gold medal at the World Beer Cup? In 2010? Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Right, uh, USA EFP3 video. I'm going to play it in again, or audio for our lovely audio people. Here you go. Hey, guys. Welcome to Planet Brewdog. (laughs) We're here to show you how Brewdog invests differently. By investing... You are investing in our futures, of our people, of this company, what we will and won't do, it's all up to you. At BrewDog, our business boils down to three things. Beer, people, and community. At BrewDog, we invest differently because we're looking at where craft beer is going, not where it is now. We make things we love ourselves from scratch. BrewDog invests differently in its people. We're very encouraged to 
find what is good for us and what we want to do and then push us towards what you know goals that we have in our life. You're also helping us continue our business in a way that matters, independently and community owned. We're community funded and community driven. We like to go local as we can. We're going to local growers, local farmers, local everything. So if we're getting honey, we're going a mile down the road to a local honey farm and tying them into our process. You're investing in people, craft beer, and community the moment that you purchase a share. We live and die by our equity the humans who made this possible for us. And there we go. Joe, go for it. All right, so before the break, I asked you in 2010, which BrewDog beer won a gold medal at the World Beer Cup? Anybody got any ideas? 2010. I feel 2010. like I know this. And the World Cup. Is it the physics? Is it a hardcore? Nope. 2010. Hardcore. Punk. Black Heart? I don't know. No, hardcore IPA. Mm. Well done, Robert. 2015. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm here well all week. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Joe, you remember a couple of weeks ago, we were sat in these seats, but it was we back were? in time. And uh, we got chatting with a guy called Mark who won a competition. Uh, I'll say no more. Here's me and Joe from back then. And a quick note I'm adding in here for the audio listeners. Um, this is quite a visual segment, but you do get to hear what Mark um, has done in his garden. So I've decided to leave it in for you. Uh, link to the actual part of the video where you can see this is in the show notes. Okay, it is Thursday the 28th of uh may right now it is very confusing because we're now jumping back in time about two weeks but there's a damn good reason for it let me introduce you to two people one of them you know one of them you don't know up on the top if you're watching the video that is joe and hello, hello. sandwiched underneath her oh that sounded dodgy it's mark <laughs> mark evans lee hello mark um Hi, uh, uh, there's a little bit of a clue as to why you're here in the background on your video it says outpost but we'll come back to that. Joe, would you do me the honour of telling people why we decided to get Mark on the line as quickly as we possibly could? Well, if we all think back to our previous episode where we were talking about James's photo competition on his Twitter, he announced that um, he would give £250 worth of beer to, I believe it was three people who answered him with the best brew dog photo that's right yes and i pointed out that it was a really lovely bar in somebody's garden that i thought yeah. was great as one of the photos <laughs> which is why i was Ta-da! super i i was super excited today when online <laughs> on the iHeartCodeU brew dog group appears a picture of a man receiving a beer delivery for his photo how did you come across this competition? What did you do and how did you actually manage to obviously win it? <laughs> um, so I came across it much like everyone else on Twitter. I saw that James had tweeted about it and I've actually been working on a project for a number of months now. And I sort of, I, at first I wasn't sure whether I should enter or not because it's not actually, it wasn't finished and I was being quite protective. I didn't want to put it out there until it was done because I wanted to, sort of have a bit more of a fanfare when it was done went away and spoke to a few of my other brew dog fan friends 
and they just was like, Mark, you're being stupid. Don't be ridiculous. It's almost done. Enter the competition already. Yeah. So I later that day put the picture up and um, it kind of, at first I, I thought, oh, it's probably going to get ignored. There were just so many entries. I was like, oh, no one's going to spot that in there. And then a few people did and people started retweeting it and people all over Facebook as well were like, just go and check this out. I can't believe he's done this. And yeah, so it went a bit, a bit crazy and I was in the top three. Awesome. Right. Can I, I don't know if I can spot because I've got it facing me. I wonder if I can, yes, I can. So you've got, see, the lamppost I've mentioned to Joe, unfortunately, mm. the lantern did get damaged in some really windy weather last week because the whole bar went over, fell down. So that's kind of, it's a waiting a replacement. <laughs> and then we've got yeah. my garden outpost sign. A lot of people seem to sign. think I bought that. I didn't buy it. I did it all myself. Literally, I think it was, um, I just found the Brewdog logo with the longest name I could. Yeah found a font that was roughly the same and just literally i did it printed off a, like on a4 paper and then cut all the lettering out and spray painted it and touched it up with some paint afterwards um that's <laughs> so brilliant around this side we've got yeah right on cue the video cuts out on the sides new brands that was more just space filling and using up what I had. The butt bucket, which was kind of a joke because the only people we know that smoke are my parents and they've never got anywhere to put their butts. Oh, that kind of butt. Um, right, okay. I don't know how well it will come out. I'd, I'd been, every time I had a different brew dog beer, I collect, kept either the can, the bottle, whatnot. I always knew I wanted to do a craft project with it all. Wasn't sure what. And then we moved to our house last August there were some pallets in the garden and I thought mm, next summer I'm making a bar decided. So the, the bar top itself is actually, I think it was 65 different cans, okay. including the EFP ones, which we're quite pleased with. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're all laid out, basically wrapped them around the wood and then went over the top of it with uh, an epoxy resin. So that gives it a nice shiny solid finish. Yeah until it gets blown over in the wind. <laughs> and then, obviously, on the front, again, it's from all the bottles and cans and whatnot that I've been collecting over the last... I probably only started actually collecting cans or keeping them for this about a year and a half ago. So a lot of the older ones, like there's some I'm absolutely gutted I didn't keep at the time. Yeah. Like the 8-bit... I had that cow, I've had yeah, that because yeah. I said I'm not going to use anything but I've not had so every single thing on here is something that I've drunk myself yeah the bottle the all the cans and the bottles on there actually go in the order that I first tried them so I literally went back through my untapped put all of what I had into <laughs> the order so from left to right it goes like literally my first ever was Elvis juice right the way through to well I think the most recent new one I had was dog eye I don't know if this oh, is like one of the most impressive things I've seen or if it's, if it's a terrifying insight into the amount of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> the, com the comment has been made several times <laughs> about um, 
I'm so inspired. <laughs> I need to make something like that in my garden now. I say, so, I always say to my friends, I'm just gutted I didn't find Brewdog sooner. Yeah. Like maybe an EFP one, put a few quid in. Yes. Then you'd yeah. Be yeah. Well, well, it's, I mean, I look back at. Based on the. <laughs> some of the releases, obviously, with the DIY dog, Brooke. And it's like, oh, I wish I could try that. That mm. sounds amazing, or so on. Uh, the good news is you've got loads of good stuff going forward. Right. You've even got a blackbird in the background making a load yes. of noise. It's happy for you, too. <laughs> um, right, we're, we're going to have a look now at the unboxing video of your prize, which is really something quite stunning. Uh, but I believe that the bar did take a bit of a hit in the wind recently. Is that right? Yes, it did. Unfortunately, I was just playing with some friends and looked out the window and it had gone over. I don't know how because the thing weighs an absolute ton. Wow. Um, but yeah, the wind had caught it and blew it over. Luckily, the damage was minimal. It's still been repaired. We're all good. I've learned the lesson and it will be more securely fixed <laughs> here on. Brilliant. Well, Mark, thank you very much for joining us. Congratulations again. And uh, it'd be really nice to actually catch up with you and have a beer at some Brewdog event in the near future. So perfect. Thank you very much, sir. Absolutely. Thank you very, very much for having me. Thanks for having me on. And thank you again to Mark. Right. Um, I've made a jingle. Oh, <laughs> exciting <laughs> times. 15 stories in 15 minutes. Are you ready for it? Here we go. 15 stories in 15 minutes. What do you think? Oh, it's Gandalf. I, I was kind of expecting a little bit more positivity <laughs> there, but... I just um... gave you the... Why are we in the Adams family? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. yeah. We're back to Disneyland again. I'm good. I'll have to work <laughs> on my... Come, come on, I'll play again. 15 stories in 15 minutes. Three beard? Tam's in 15 stories, 15 minutes. Brewdog, biggest independent bar. Uh, you tell us all about it, go for it. Yeah, so uh, Brewdog, um, according to James, is now the largest independent brewery in the UK uh, after the merger of Carlsberg and Marston's. So it's still 20% private equity owned, so it depends how you feel about that. But yes, yeah. good news. That's that's always the counter argument, isn't it? That's like, yeah, it's they might be independent, but yeah, they, they are still owned by TSG or twenty two percent. But yeah, um, that's that's a thing that could have passed us by without us even noticing that they're mm. the UK's largest independent brewery. Hmm, that's it then. Wow, no comment on that one. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, who's got the next one? I'll change back May. to the spreadsheet. Joanne, go for it, please. Me. So as we we're talking about earlier the beer that broke the website barnard castle eye test was released it was a limited edition beer that people pre-ordered i think everybody's got their pre-orders now maybe not um but all proceeds from the beer were going towards the production of the free hand sanitizer for the nhs and healthcare charities so that was very worthwhile if you bought that beer what did you and, yeah. what did you all think of it like I it. liked it. Mm-hmm. Rumour has it it's coming back under a different label. We'll talk about that when we confirm. Mm. Yeah. Lockdown was better, but it was still nice. I've not had lockdown, so I couldn't compare it. I I, <laughs> I absolutely, completely loved it. I mean, loved it. It's one of my favourite Yeah, it's favorite your style of beer. 
It really mm. is fruity, mm. punchy, mm. all other things that people who can talk about craft beer properly talk about that. Go on, say crushable, and then we can give you a bang. Go on, yeah, go on. <laughs> crushable, sessionable. Oh, I can't mute you. Oh, that's a shame. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Brewdog lost a court case for once. Oh. Um, they did. So uh, this is yeah, going back over old news, but Brewdog and Scofflaw, this slightly anarchic brewers out of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, tried to launch Scofflaw in the UK and their PR company called on people to get beard up redneck style completely free of charge. And there's a hook. You have to be a Trump supporter. Scofflaw and Brewdog said they hadn't approved this press release that was sent by their PR firm. Brewdog took legal action to say they'd suffered reputational damage after being linked with the president, a politician the brewery had previously publicly disagreed with. The lawyers on the other side said that the press release was lighthearted and played on Scofflaw's redneck image, and the judge agreed. He said the press release did not support did not suggest, I beg your pardon, that Brewdog supported Trump. And the press release said little about the claimants, Brewdog, other than that they had embarked in a partnership with Scofflaw and Scofflaw was promoting its beer by offering free beers to supporters of Donald Trump. Uh, basically, you wouldn't necessarily associate Brewdog support Trump because of this PR campaign. So James wasn't very happy. Asked people on his LinkedIn to say whether they agreed with it or not. And I think everyone decided it was best to just let that one lie. Hmm. It's a story that keeps on giving, isn't it? <laughs> Scofflaw. I mean, it, it, when it started out, it just seemed like a really nice thing. They just recorded the TV show. They were going to come over. They were going to tour some bars. Wow, that go, that became something else. Hmm. Anyway, uh, I've got the next one. How are we doing on time? Oh, Wait. plenty, <laughs> plenty of time. Especially because we haven't actually got 15 stories. <clears throat> anyway, I did say I wouldn't mention that. Brewdog Kickstart Collective Scheme. Let me put this on the screen for you, uh, for those who are watching. Um, yeah, this is quite an interesting one. Um, the landlord of the world-famous Newton Arms, my local, they were super keen to get on board with this. Um, the idea being is that I think on the one hand, Brewdog are able to collect details of potential outlets for their beer once all this lockdown is over. Uh, but what they've promised to bars is 250 quid's worth of Brewdog beer to help with restocking. Access for the teams to online training sessions um, so they can maybe move towards being certified beer, um, Cicerone beer servers. Uh, they've got a live webinar that they're doing, discount card for members to use in the bar, which is kind of cool, and a load of guidance and stuff that they're sharing on uh, reopening and all that sort of stuff. So an interesting little project. Um, and yeah, the, uh, the it was limited to 500 pubs, and I did see, it was only, I think, last week that they posted up that they, uh, they only have about 100 spaces left, so it's not actually full. So if you do own a bar, and this is an independent bar, that is, and you are interested in this, why not just sign up? Um, you're going to get... You'll get some stuff from Brewdog. They'll give you some beer. Why not? There's, there's, you've got nothing to lose. Um, yeah, so there you go. Any thoughts on that one before we move on? I thought that was quite nice. Yeah, a, a really good initiative. Yeah. It, it felt like something... Dave did. I might be wrong. Uh, Dave McDowell. It just felt. It felt like one of his sort of ideas coming out. So, yeah, excellent. Um, Tamsin, you've got the next one. Uh, rum. We do like rum, but what's what's the story with the rum? Yeah. So, Brewdog Distilling Company has come out with a new limited edition distiller's cut rum, which is inspired by the darker side, which 
if you've had the 500 cuts rum, it's pretty dark already. So I don't know where that's going. But um, it, the special thing about it is it's finished in sherry casks. So it sounds quite nice, but it does have a price tag to match. So Yeah, £34.95. What's that in dollars? About $6,000 probably, something like that. It's putting it into kind of the premium, premium rum range at yeah. that cost. But it does sound delicious. It does, doesn't it? I'd love to. I, I wouldn't buy a bottle, not at that price, because I, I can't really sort of picture in my head if it'd be that much different to 500 Cuts Rum. But I bet you, Doug, of our podcast fame, I'm quite sure he would. So, well, What's funny on the website, so you've got that at 34.95, and right beside it, you've got the box, which is kind of the, the normal rum and 11 ginger beers, the same price. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's, that's a comparison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Uh, right, yeah. okay. Who's got the next one? That is Me. go on then, Joe. Go for it. Right. So uh, James tweeted that they have been trying to use drones around the forty-two acre Colum- Columbus campus to uh, deliver beers in a socially distanced way. Um, so they're picking up the beer on a little drone and flying it to someone sitting out in the grounds of the Columbus campus. Uh, and then they're going to explore using the drones as the next stage of Brewdog Now in the UK. I have visions of beer dropping on people's heads. I am going to go out on a limb here and say this one just feels like... <laughs> <laughs> I've just realised I now need a button on here for when I want to start. Yeah, you need, you need a button. Yeah. And, and your microphone just gains so much because you got so excited. <laughs> yeah, I did. So that's okay. I'll, I'll be having to edit this. Yeah. Um, I mean, PR I, gimmick. PR gimmick. PR gimmick. It got, it PR got in gimmick, the press gimmick, and everything. Gimmick, but, gimmick, gimmick. I mean, like fun around Columbus because, you know, people are sat out in the lovely grounds. La, 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 here's your little beer on a drone. But. Not it's literally flying a drone around their big garden. Yeah. And that's basically what posh people mm-hmm. have been doing for the last three months. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. James. I know it's it's probably a little pet project to yours, but it, X nay on that one. It's uh, okay. I know it's going over 12, 12 stories, and, sorry, 15 stories in 15 minutes, but it's been two or three weeks since the Barnard Castle beer hype. Brewdog have been out of the press for a while. Fair play to James and the crew for trying to make themselves back in the press to try and get an order volume spike. <sighs> yeah, fair enough. It's the world we live in, but I'm with you, Rob. Sounds like nonsense. Yeah. Oh, well. Is that picture of Ellen? I got very confused. Yeah. There I've... was a picture of Ellen. Because oh, I was that like, that's Photoshop. a picture of Ellen. Oh, right. I was yeah. like, it's talking about Columbus, but it's... Let's right. see the photo That's again, Rob. Uh, it, it just... <laughs> this, is, this is good for an audio podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, show us the photo, Rob. <laughs> oh, hold on a minute, I've got to get... Oh, God. Sorry. Well, you wanted to get the YouTube numbers aside. up. You go. wanted more on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. So yeah. Mind. I'll go back. There oh, we go. No. We're reopening all the tabs. Oh, no, that yeah, was see, not it. This is why I have all the tabs open. I'm intensely nervous. Don't go back too far. Don't no. go back too far. Oh, no. What's in his other tabs? Oh, I'm nervous. No, I can't find it. It's gone. It's gone. Sorry. It's gone forever. Okay. But that's a little test for you. Have a look. See what you think. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Tabzid. <laughs> Homework for everyone. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Who's got this one, then? 
which you've already had a preview of on the screen. You can get alcohol-free lager from Brewdog if that's how you roll. That's the script, Robert. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> which I don't have. If you want to put it Brilliant. back, I can Brilliant. see. There. Amateur hour. Jeez. Oh. It's been a while. Um, you can now get alcohol-free Brewdog lager. I'm massively <laughs> underexcited about this, but if you like that, you'll like it. Next story. Yeah, well, no, I mean, <clears throat> an alcohol-free lager that tastes nice, That's that's a good thing, surely? Uh, I've not seen many people say it tastes nice, but mm. it tastes like most other alcohol-free lagers because the nature of lagers, you can make it taste like lager. Um, whereas the feedback I've seen is that Nanny State and Punk AF are stronger and preferable. However, if you have friends who are usually a Bex, whatever it is, blue drinker mm. or the other alcohol-free lagers, and you want to give them something a bit better because they're driving, then you might as well have a few of those around. Excellent. Right. My one is a bit more interesting than that, if you're uh, an alcohol drinker and it is double punk. Uh, I'd still thought it'd be nice to go to Untapped for a change rather than the BrewDog website for the video viewers. Uh, but, of course, the first thing you're going to see is a dating site advert. So. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's, it's, it's now changed to a, a cloud storage oh. solution. So, so. Sh- shall, shall we do a Highly programmatic? Do you want me to do a programmatic advertising 101 and how that works? Right? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's okay. Oh. It, I'm not arguing. It's uh, it, it knows me. Anyway, Double Punk IPA came out. A lot of people have had it. Um, really nice. Um, who here has tried it? Obviously, I have. I've got it downstairs. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it won't really come as a surprise, but it tastes like punk. Um, <laughs> but just twice of everything. That means twice the hops and twice the bitterness. Mm. So uh, for my, as everybody knows listening to this, that my palate is like, I, I really struggle to describe things, but it is, um, it could be hardcore or something like that. It's It's got that 8.2% alcohol kick going on. Uh, and then all all the lovely hops of punk and everything. But I wouldn't buy it over punk. Um, it was nice to have a couple of cans to try it out and um, I gave it a can to Billy over the road as well and he tried it and he said yeah it is what it is so yeah there you go Tam's in go for it you've got the next one yeah so it came out on Twitter this week that Marmite were having to stop production on most of their sizes of products because they ran out of brewer's yeast which is a key component. So BrewDog stepped in and offered to send yeast to help. But uh, apart from some friendly bounce, there's uh, been no uptake of that offer yet, unfortunately. So no no punk Marmite for us. Boo. You know the problem with Marmite? It's gross. Well, I quite like it. <laughs> it's very divisive, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, someone do you either love it or you hate it. Oh, okay, fair enough. No. <laughs> I was gonna give I was gonna give you two beer related marmite facts though. Go for it. Ooh. So um it was and you can impress your mates down the pub if they like marmite. So it was created in the late nineteenth century by a German brewer who had this leftover yeast and didn't know what to do with it and he created marmite. Yeah. And then the se- the second fact is that uh, marmite is mostly made by Carlsberg yeast. So it depends how you feel about Carlsberg. Yeah, because you can't... The reason BrewDog couldn't really send it was trucking. It was so expensive compared to just piping it through the sewage tanks out of Carlsberg straight into <laughs> Unilever's. Um, wow. 
Wow. Unilever's property. This is okay. Th- th- this f- this was Brewdog jumping on a national story. This was last week's PR gimmick. I mean, obviously, <laughs> Brewdog said they had three different types of yeast. They have a single type of house yeast mostly that makes up all the different beers, but it got a little bit of traction and again kept them relevant in some people's Twitters. Ta-da. Yeah, very good. Um, okay, uh, what else are we doing? Right, next story. Oh, that's uh, who's got that one? Is it you? Me, yeah, I've got that one. Go for it. Right, so Michael has announced who's um, Michael? that who's Michael? No, it's not, yeah, no, Michael. No, it's Michael. People are gonna be Michael, like, who's Michael? Kenyon, Michael Kenyon, the equity punk community yes. manager. For those oh, who Michael. don't know, yeah, oh, Michael, um, announced that the Beatnik beer that we talked about on the last podcast, which is going to be a 500 cuts rum and raisin ice cream imperial stout. So that quite slowly. Uh, it will be brewed in the near future. Hashtag soon. Yeah. Uh, and once it's brewed, they are going to put the stout into some 500 cuts rum barrels and they are going to barrel age it. So whereas normally it would be out around about June, July, so fairly soon, it won't be this year it's going to take a little bit longer because they're going to barrel age it so it'll be out when it's slightly colder which will be the perfect weather for a above nine percent barrel aged <laughs> rum and raisin ice cream stout yeah That's i'm looking I, I know it is i'm i'm really looking forward to it uh, and i, I think hope, it's going to be tasty i suggested on that thread that they do pre-orders on it as well so as people who really mm. want to get it can get it so i hope they do that as well that'd be quite cool. i hope they do brewing videos because that would be interesting to me oh okay mm-hmm. Very mm. good. Uh, I think I've got this next one. Um, Hazy AF, not much to say, but Hazy AF, that launched in America. Um, so, yeah, that's obviously the uh, alcohol-free version of um, Hazy Jane. That's one of uh, my faves. I haven't yeah. heard AF. any feedback on this or yeah. anything like that. So. It's Hub's favourite, yeah. AF. Yeah, okay, so uh, perhaps just the folk I know aren't drinking it. It's. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, how, how widely available is it in the UK? Has it been canned over here, do we know? I don't it think was. it's been canned in the sense that they've dropped it for Lost Punk and yeah. the United States. Yeah, they were talking up. about it. Yeah. Got it. Like, see, those are my two. Hazy and Wake Up would be my yeah. two AF beers, oh, but they've downsized like, yeah. for ease. I don't like coffee. I remember, Rob, you gave me the prototype of what became Wake Up Call before Beatnik last year in yeah. Castlegate, and it was just like cold nice. brew coffee, and it was just utterly repulsive. Oh, so. no, that's delicious yeah. to me. Yeah, you're wrong. All about that. Coffee yeah, you're, beers you are need wrong. to taste of beer. Coffee <laughs> beers need to taste of beer. coffee flavoured mm, beer. Yeah. So. Well, I like coffee beers, just they need to taste of beer, not just cold brew coffee. Anyway, let's round off 12, 12 stories in 15, Andrew, 15. Okay, sorry, Magic 12, of radio. Yep, definitely 15. But we're doing 12 stories in 20 minutes today. Um, somebody has put the Brewdog hand sanitizer on eBay for $39.99. As a reminder, the sanitizer has not been sold. It's been made to give away free to hospitals, care homes, and other key workers particularly in the Aberdeenshire region so can we have a group boo for this person who is on the sole of the shoe that has just stole in the dog t- stood in the dog turd of humanity one boo. Two, boo. 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 Oh. Oh, sorry. that's a the same sound I was overzealous oh. on my boo then as well yeah. that's just weird. how I feel about it yeah, it's a That's shame. An odd price as well. Come round that up. Thirty nine. Yeah. Oh, it's just mean, isn't it? That anyway. 
Um, so one thing, one thing I said to you, Rob, which I thought we should touch on really briefly. Right. I know we're running massively over. Um, it would be great if we could give a shout out to some of the non-brew dog brewers that we've been supporting during lockdown, because I know we've all been placing orders in different places, and I feel like we have a very insignificant but useful platform to give a shout out to some breweries that have been smashing it that have kept going so yes Andrew you did you did ask me to put this on the script and I completely forgot to do so (laughs) sincere apologies I did not ignore it deliberately Tamsin doesn't know it's on the script anyway so I mean we're we're kind of winging it (laughs) (laughs) she's just busy in her TARDIS if you're watching on video she's in a Doctor Who TARDIS so well, I actually don't know if there are any other types of TARDIS other than a Doctor Who. <laughs> well, no, there's Master TARDISes. No, you don't want to know. Never mind. Oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, where are, Joanne and Andrew, where have you been ordering beers from them? I have ordered from my local boys, Boutilliers. Go and check out their website. Their beers are amazing. Please support them. They are brilliant. If Joe says where they're amazing, all? they're amazing, by the way. She's got very good oh. taste. They are so good. They they do massive imperial stouts with ridiculous flavours that are just amazing. Go buy some. Um, Wantsum, who are also my local boys, they are getting a bit more into the IPAs and hazy things. They were they were a bit traditional, but they're opening up their ranks now. They've got an all-together brew out this week. Um, where else have I bought from? Do you know what? Not a brewery, but trembling madness from Ooh. york have Ooh. brilliant customer service and they are supporting all the um independent breweries they are still doing singles if you're interested in buying single bottles and you can get a really nice selection from them they've got some belgians in as well big up to trembling madness because they do amazing sending out all the interesting beers have you been trembling you can't really see this but that was that- that's Trembling Madness with Dan Ackroyd on the left. And, uh, I've not been Gareth to the bar. The uh, How, what, are the audio the listeners? what are the audio listeners? Yes, I know. <laughs> Andrew holds great. up a picture on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> My women's beer group have decided that we're going to do a trip to York when we can in the future. Fabulous go, beer city. Absolutely yeah. brilliant place to go drinking. Yeah, we're going to help the Brew Dog Bar, help Trembling Madness. Joe, considering you were uh, not at all prepared for that, thank you. That was an excellent list. Okay. Uh, Andrew, I'm sure you've been thinking about this a lot, being as it was your idea. Well, so I've I've ordered from three different places. The one I wouldn't recommend is Omnipolo, unfortunately, because, oh, the hype is just so boring. And it turns out most of their IPAs aren't all that nice. And their sours are fine. And I'm so fed up with lactose. In your things. opinion. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, I like I just, Omnipolo. It was, I've had Omnipolo and it has been good recently. A whole case of Omnipolo <laughs> stuff was their finest tasters at beer festivals. Anyway, the two that I would give a huge shout out to, the first is Fine Ales, who have been absolutely smashing it. They're the most picturesque brewery in the country. I love visiting there. Um, I'm fortunate enough that uh, we've got a wee holiday house out in Loch Fine. And so whenever I go up to Scotland, it's basically the top of the loch. And I always call in there to get a couple of cases. Um, their service has been brilliant their social media content has been great their beers so their traditional cask beers they've bottled beers like hurricane jack have been tasting amazing jarl is tasting wonderful easy trail session ipa has been beautiful as well and you can now order venison from their farm in glenfine so would recommend checking them out and the one i want to give a massive shout out to is Boundary. And I've been going on about these guys on the forum. Now, Boundary is a brewing cooperative on the Newton Arts Road in Belfast. And uh, my other half's Northern Irish, so I've, I've got a soft spot there for the city and for the province in general. And, and, and for the fiancé as well. Indeed. But the, <laughs> the licensing laws over there are really draconian. 
So Brewdog still don't have a bar. Boundary fought for years to be able to have their tap room. Of course, that's now closed. They then had to fight to somehow get e-commerce up and running for the first time. And they built a really simple Shopify site. They started canning their beer and sending it out only for the canning line to break. So they went a few weeks where they couldn't actually send anything. The brewing community rallied around, gave them the spare part from another local craft brewer. And the beers are incredible. They're actually in Cloudwater's tasting pack this week. Wow. Um, Go and check them out. You can order mixed bundles now of uh, cans of four of different ones. Their IPAs are so fresh, so hoppy. They are smashing it. So go and check out Boundary. The sours are good. They are. Just a brilliant... Mm -hmm. And and they're cooperative, so they're not-for-profit. They're owned by their members. You can become a member, which I might do that soon. Um, And some of the guys involved are active... EFPs as well. Lee uh, Gaudi was uh, Gaudi or Goody um, is is one, and he's been chatting away recently. So, an all round good bunch of lads. Very good. I shall make sure a link goes in the show notes for those too lazy to do a Google search. <laughs> hmm. Excellent. Right. Uh, earlier on this afternoon, I caught up with Doug. Uh, he's just returned from the bars in the US of A. So uh, he is me, just having a quick catch up with Doug. And uh, let me quickly introduce folk uh, to what's happening. I, I, I wanted to do a test call with Doug, um, asking him about um, how his weekend was, because he's been visiting the Brewdog bars in America. And um, I also wanted to, I've got a new microphone, I've got a new mixer and things. I just wanted to make sure it was all working before we record the podcast later on. So Doug mm-hmm. volunteered to be my guinea pig. And uh, actually, as we started the conversation, I said, do you mind if I hit record? Because we're, we're having a good chat about this stuff. So, yep. Doug, first of all, how are you? Are you COVID-free? Are you coping? Is it snowing? What's happening? Uh, as far as I know, I'm COVID-free. What's nice is my <laughs> wife, is her insurance company is sending her a test kit once a week. So once a week, she is getting tested both uh, through blood and nasal. So she's been good. So I'm assuming I'm good. Excellent. Um, yes, let's chat about your weekend then. So, uh, run us through it. You were you obviously the lockdown uh, allowed the rules changed and allowed you to yep. go and visit the Brewdog bars. So, yeah, we, we yeah go on. Do you tell us about it. I mean, uh, I know because obviously we we've got a chat for the for the podcast hosts, and yep. um, one of the things that struck me was you, you said the atmosphere was weird. But I mean that that can sometimes happen at any time. So I'm just interested to hear how the rest of the weekend worked out for you. Yeah, so we got to Indy right about um, just before noon, and uh, Danny was working the counter, so he said I actually actually took our phone number. Um, and I'm assuming that's for contract tracing purposes. Yep. Um, so gave her the phone number, um, asked us if we wanted to be inside or outside since it was 90 degrees. We wanted to be inside tables were much more spaced out than they used to be. Um, there are no seats at the bar, so you can't sit at the bar at all. Um, you know, trying to keep everything, everything spaced out, um, you know, for that contact tracing or our social distancing, uh, uh, so yeah, we had um, we had some food and uh, hung out for just a little bit, not a long time. We did buy a bottle of Death or Glory because they had some there. I couldn't pass that one up, so that was my Father's Day present from Brett. Nice. So the beer that money can't buy, but you might. I'll call. One. I'll call that a win. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we drove to Cincinnati, which is about an hour and forty minutes south. Um, you know, checked into our hotel, took all the beer into our hotel room to make sure it didn't get warm in the car because it was 90 degrees out. Yep. And then took the beer to the bar at Cincy, um, got a table, said hello to some people. Um, again, took our phone number, 
uh, in case there's any contract tracing that needs to happen. Um, and then I uh, had a whole bunch of beers. But yeah, it was just weird too because you know it's a really big place, but they have all the tables really spread out. Nobody at you can't stand or sit at the bar um, as usual. Even outside, the tables are more spread out. Um, at the Doghouse Hotel, can't sit at the bar, can't order at the bar. Um, the breakfast they brought to our room. Um, so yeah, just a lot of little changes. All the staff was in masks at all three Brewdog bars. Um, yeah, and you you could tell they were busy taking care of wipe down empty tables and take care of things, and you could tell they were trying to stay on top of that as as much as they could. So it didn't. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like it was a uh, a token gesture what they were doing. It felt like they were. This is yeah. This this is normal now. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely seemed like okay. This is a commitment we've made to our customers. Um, so this is what we're going to do. But it, it's still weird being out in public because you know we when we walked into the bar we had masks on. And, you know, we ordered our food or our beers with our masks. And then when it came out, then we took off the mask and we, um, you know, drank and ate and things. And then if we needed to go use the restroom, we'd put our mask on to walk through the bar, uh, take it back off when we sat down. Uh, they had a little bottle of spray hand sanitizer on every table. Okay. So, yeah, it was, it was good. And customer-wise, maybe a third to a half was wearing masks when they came in. Okay. And so is it mandatory to wear the mask or is, I mean. That varies from city to city. Ah, okay. It's not, uh, we do, we do not have a cohesive government in this country. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had seen something on the news about that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, every, every state can be different. Every city, like, um, in Illinois, they have these thing called Oasis. Oasis is across the freeway. And they have like restaurants and bathrooms and gas stations on the door to go in. It says per Illinois state law, masks are required. Yeah. No, maybe 10% of us had masks in there. 15 yeah. maybe. That sounds about like here it's, they're required on public transport now, but not everybody's taking it seriously. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, it's a tricky one. I, I'm kind of interested then. So, um, um, if you lived much closer to those bars and you were used to visiting, you know, one of the bars sort of every two or three days, mm -hmm. do you think all these measures would put you off a bit? As in, um, does it take away from the experience in any way of being there? Yeah, a, a little bit, because you're always, um, you're trying to look to see who's wearing a mask and who's not and how they're behaving and, you know what I mean? It's just, there's this wariness now whenever we go out in public, um, yeah. you know, you're just kind of, Oh, they don't have a mask. Why don't they have a mask? You know, and you, you're, you're trying to figure out, are they, are they, do they don't have a mask because you don't believe in them? Do they not have a mask because they forgot? You know I mean? It's just, there's all this second guessing about people's motives now, which was never really there before. It's just, yeah, it's just weird. I mean, being in a public place with a whole bunch of strangers was just like, <sighs> Yeah, I guess we're okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's... we've we've spent many many months watching and listening to people say, you know, don't gather, stay apart, and all that, and to actually step into that willingly. Yeah, interesting, uh, Doug. Yeah, we'll 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 put your conversation with um, Jason out, and we'll get a proper catch up on what you've learned and what's going on in the US over and above what you chat with him. Um, okay. So I know because obviously you you saw Jenny. It was more of a social thing, but uh, I'm quite yep. sure you've picked up some some tip tidbits of what's going on anyway so 
Uh, yeah, Doug, well, thanks... yeah. Try to keep those lines separate. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Thank, thank you so much for uh, for joining me and uh, sure thing. helping me check this out. And I'm sure people will be chuffed to hear from you. And stay safe, and we'll catch up with you soon. Sounds good. Cheers. Uh, yes, there we go. That was me and Doug. Uh, right, now, um, let's get online, and let's get this draw done. I um, have got to do a couple of draws, because we do have, and I haven't publicized this too widely, uh, but we do have a Patreons-only draw. Uh, if I remember rightly, that was a bottle of AB17, a bottle of AB18, and a bottle of AB20. I might be wrong. Uh, here's a list of all the current... Uh, oh, I've messed one up there. There we go. Here's a list of all the 34 current pod Patreon subscribers. You can become a Patreon subscriber too. Uh, just go along to, uh, what is it? Patreon.com forward slash news, where you will get the podcast before everyone else and you get into cool things like your own private little Facebook draw. So um, because we've got so many people entered the other competition, the easiest and fairest way for me to do this is just to use a Google random number generator, and I'm just going to put in, get it to pick a number between 1 and 34. So Joanne and Andrew, I'm probably going to need you to uh, do me some music, uh, sorry, some drum, a drum roll in the background. Where are we? That's right. the script. 34, 1 to 34. Okay, uh, it only takes like one second to actually do the draw, so... Um, when you're ready, a drum roll, please. Well, that's not working. In fact, the, both <laughs> microphones have just cancelled each other out. Let's just pick a number. And it is number 18. Who is lucky number 18? That is, it's Innis Groves. Oh, it's Innis. That, that is genuinely luck. That is, Innis is our top tier supporter. So thank you so much, Innis. Awesome work. Right. Uh, the next draw is the uh, runner-up draw. Now, uh, as you can see, this spreadsheet has 2,799 lines on it. Um, what is going on here is that everybody who's in the draw, including quite a lot of anonymous people, uh, but everyone who's in the draw, depending on how much they put into the draw is how many times they're in this spreadsheet. So there is a huge list of people here. And then I hit the randomize button, so they're all over the place on the spreadsheet. So... Uh, yeah, I've no idea. If it comes up with an anonymous name, uh, I've got four people who did let me know separately uh, who they are. But if it comes up with an anonymous name, I will redraw it. So let's start off with the runner-up prize, which I think was AB18, AB20, and AB22. I might be completely wrong on that. But here we go. So I need to just put in a random, uh, get it to generate a random number between, was it 1,000, so 1 and 2,799. So... Okay, should we try the drum roll thing again? I could probably do it at my end. Okay, here we go. The runner-up is number 299. Oh, it's like a raffle. It's yellow, <laughs> number 299. It's like, it's like the bingo. <laughs> Let's find that. Who is it? Is it an anonymous or is it a real person? King, King size Twix, 26. <laughs> I do love it. Simon Ingram. Simon Ingram, you, sir, I've got yourself three beers coming to you. I'm going to message you. I'm going to try and get in touch with you. If not, try and get in touch with me all the different ways. Now it's time for the big one, the one with all those huge, huge amounts of beers. And before we draw this, just to say a thank you again so much. Hello, Doug. Uh, thank you again so much to everybody who contributed the fact that we hit 3,000 is kind of ridiculous. Amazing. Um, Thank you so much. Tony, that donated them? Tony donated them. Um, we've got... Thank you, Tony. 
We've got £1,500 going to... Well, sorry, I say £1,500. There is just givings fees to take off there first, so it won't be far off. Uh, £1,500 going to uh, the hospitality... What was the fund again, Andrew? Tip, tip, well, it's tip jar, isn't it? We put it through tip jar to go to the, the staff. That's correct. Um, and I did ask JB at Brewdog, who's involved in that. Uh, he says the Hospitality Workers Emergency Fund was created in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis. Millions of workers faced weeks and months of hardship, and with many on minimum wage, it was only topped up with tips. Tip Jar and the team couldn't sit and watch this happen. Since then, Tip Jar has already raised over £20,000 and has worked with Hospitality in Action, a charity committed to just the hospitality workers, and has granted emergency funds directly to those in need. Uh, thank you very much for your support. So it's a nice message from JB there. So yeah, they're going to get approximately 1500 quid. I've left the actual page on Just Giving open. The link is in the show notes. So if you do want to go onto the page and just make a little donation, obviously it's not going to count for the draw because we're a way to do it. So here is the final draw. If it comes up with 299 again or an anonymous, I will redraw it. Who is going to get? It's basically two big boxes full of beer. The winner is... Number 1,459. Now I've got to go and find it. Here we go. Wow, man scrolls through spreadsheet live on Facebook. 1,549, was it? 400. No, 1,459. 1,459. The winner is La La La. Oh, no. Oh, Jonathan Day. Jonathan Day is not a name that's familiar to me, but Jonathan, you have just won yourself a ton of beer. Thank you so much for your donation. Uh, Joe and uh, Andrew, thank you very much for sticking around. I know we've been recording podcasts for ages. Uh, I've got a lot of editing to do. We've got a lot of things that we wanted to say. Uh, it's been a very, very, very quiet few weeks in Brewdog land, but uh, now the bars are reopening things, it's going to kick back in again. Um, so, yes, thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for all those who are watching right now, and thank you for everybody who took part in the draw. 3,000. I'm going to be talking about this for many, many podcasts to come. Um, so, yeah, thank you again. Uh, that's it. Uh, I'm going to click the button that takes this off the air. So thank you very much. Bye for now, everybody. Joe, let's get this podcast wrapped up. Um, again, I wish I did have a sound effect of crickets lined up, but I do not because I know this is going to be awful. We're great. You're going to love it. Joanne Love, please tell us a joke. What do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? Go on. An irrelevant. You can be replaced, you know that. <laughs> I'm replacing the last one. What are you talking about? <laughs> Not quite I mean, Bruce. even even something like Ellie Kant would be funnier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, that's it. Um let's, let's sign off. Um you can find me, I'll start off with me. You can find me online at, at Sunscream on the forums, at Sunscream and all that sort of stuff. Uh Joe if people want to uh, send you better jokes, what's, <laughs> what's a good way to do it? Uh, I am Joanne Love Beer on the forum, and I am a woman's brew on Instagram and Facebook. Excellent. Uh, Andrew, yourself? Uh, just find me on the Brewdog Equity for Punks forum. I am Andrew, creative there. 
and Tamsin, where we where you where can you be found? So I'm on the Brew Dog Forum as X Tamsin because I didn't realise I would be saying it <laughs> out into the public <laughs> when I created it and now you can't change it. So there you go. <laughs> Same with mine. I'm like, why don't you just sign up as women's brew? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. All right, that's it for this week. Send us a voicemail. We haven't had a voicemail for ages. Send us a voicemail to our local rate number 01224-518-501. You can email the studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. It comes right onto my screen right next to me. Uh, we are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast and our Twitter is at brewdognews. Our Instagram is brewdognewspodcast. Show notes and past episodes always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available with links on the website. Have a great couple of weeks, everyone. We'll be back very soon. Bye for now, everyone. Bye!